0: glitch free gaming hey everyone it's another episode of glitch free gaming it's episode number 154 hooray yay that was a bit delayed that's, you could at least yeah. you know feign it a bit better that's i know you're being forced to be here and you don't <laughs> like doing the podcast but i'm contractually safe, I'm... <laughs>
1: obligated to show up here once a week
0: exactly <laughs> how are you anyway
1: tired tired so tired
0: and I, I, why would you be
1: tired because i stayed up late playing tricky towers
0: <laughs> yes yeah um you were you were up playing bad good games with bad men
1: yeah yeah you and nathan uh, who <laughs> wasn't enough. meant to be on this podcast but he's uh we are recording a day late because mike had some issues getting his headset working yesterday
0: yeah it was weird I, I just couldn't get it to work at all and eventually yeah. got it working and then by the time we did it was like it was too late to actually record anything decent so
1: yeah um yeah so we didn't record that yesterday and then we sat and played Tricky Towers until about midnight uh close to midnight <laughs> and we played some Marvel our
0: Ultimate Alliance as well yeah, it was it was close to midnight by the time we finished playing
1: yeah. stuff. On the bright side, I got a new TV. You did get a new TV. I bet Tricky Towers looked fantastic on it.
0: <laughs> Wait, you always do that, don't you? You get brand new tech, and the first thing you do is play, you know, your brand new iPhone or something. I know, I'll play fucking Snake or something. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that is actually genuinely what I end up doing. Um... Uh like, I got my PS4, and one of the first PS4 games I played was, uh, oh shit, I don't remember what, there was some 8-bit game that I played, like, really early on, I was like, <laughs> look at the power, or with the Vita, the Vita is oh. like, I've got a super powerful handheld, and it's like, what are you playing on it? The fucking remake of, or the the version of Metal Gear 1 from the MSX, <laughs> that is included in the Metal Gear Solid HD collection.
0: Oh. Uh-huh. I, I did that when I got my uh, my laptop. You know, I spent all that money on the gaming laptop, and we'd all you know I'd sent everyone pictures of the specs and everything. It's here, it's here, it's here. The first thing I played on it was uh, the old Lucas Arts game Loom, <laughs> <I still laughs> and it was in a that. tiny, a tiny little window in yeah. the middle of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's it goes. Oh. Yes, but uh, apart from doing silly things with console, console. Uh, easy, yeah, Confolve, easy our, for me to say. Um, uh, our, we
1: <laughs> our special guest this week, Mike Tyson.
0: <laughs> I can't, I can't do it now. Now you put me in the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's move on and do what we do every week, and just go through everything we've been playing and what we've been up to. So, Kieran, what have you been playing this week? Um, well
1: not a lot, massive amount I guess not um, a lot of massive amount in your stuff so video game wise I was mainly playing Final Fantasy 14 which we've talked tons about or I've talked uh-huh. tons about um, I was I've been working my way slowly through the Mega Man Legacy Collection which I ended up buying a few weeks ago alright yeah because uh, it was on one of the recent sales like PlayStation 4 has had sales pretty much non-stop for the past like three months so It seems like every time you go on there, there's a shit ton of things on sale. Um, So I picked up Mega Man Legacy Collection for like a fiver or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I finished Mega Man One, finished Mega Man Two, which Mega Man Two, like, I have a lot of kind of fond memories of one, but Mega Man Two is a fucking fantastic game. It it holds up so much better than the first one. Um, And I started playing three, and three's also pretty good but i think for me too is kind of like the high point of that series it's just it's where they're like okay this is how you make really good levels this is how you make really good boss fights this is how you make you know really fun to use abilities you know it's just a smart smart game mm-hmm. um and also great music like that whole series great music
0: yes yeah yeah Absolutely. Um,
1: yeah, and those, uh, that Mega Man Lexic collection is a very good collection of those kind of games. Uh, it has Mega Man 1 through 6. So all the NES ones. Uh-huh. Um, I believe it has the original Japanese ones as well as the, the kind of international ones because I think there were some changes between them. All right, um, okay. But I've just been playing the... the default ones, the English ones um, and then it also has like a crap ton of uh, like concept art and stuff like that you can just kind of browse through for each game so it's got like a bunch of different robot masters they were trying to put in and different variations of how the other ones were going to look and all that kind of stuff so it's really good just from that kind of like historical perspective right um, and then the emulation on them is really good like they purposefully put in a bunch of um or like kept in a bunch of the, the bugs and stuff like that so right. things like Mega Man 3 onwards more so in the first two although the first two had some but Mega Man 3 onwards had a lot of framerate drops which when you're emulating those kind of games now you don't need those Like they, they, they wouldn't be in there by default because why would they be because you're playing it on like a PS4 you know, yes. know, yeah, PS4 yeah. can easily play Mega Man 3. But it's, I guess, somewhat nostalgic for a lot of people. And also, to some degree, like that's kind of the way those levels were play-tested. With that those frame drops in those places. And so the games are often actually quite a lot harder when they have perfect emulation and run way faster than they ever would have on the Nintendo. Because right. you don't have that framerate drop that was helping you dodge bullets a bit faster or something like that. Uh-huh. Um so it's quite cool, they've just emulated all that stuff, so it's it's an interesting choice, and I get why they did it and it's I quite like it. It's a nice little thing. Um But yeah I've been playing a lot of that. Get through those games. Um Who else have we been playing? Um I played a little bit of Soma I picked up Soma on sale as well because it was like 4 quid but I'm still super early in it I've pretty much just been like that game you start off and kind of well there's like some story stuff and then you kind of end up in this like weird like I don't know warehousey looking thing kind of underwater sci-fi thing I think it's underwater at least it looks kind of like a Bioshocky type place yes yeah um and it's got that kind of amnesia thing where you can just pick anything up and rotate it around so I've basically been walking around picking things up and throwing them at stuff I've not really progressed the game very much yet <laughs> um, but I quite like it so far it seems to have a good story to it a good hook to it um, but I'm kind of too early to really properly decide right um, but then I guess the main thing was I had people over to play board games on Sunday
0: alright cool, excellent
1: so we played Fuse because I picked up a copy of Fuse after our <laughs> last tournament which I enjoyed but in hindsight I think I probably should have bought Via Nebula like I think of the games we played that day yes. that I ended up getting I think I should have bought a copy of Via Nebula, I think it would have been even better um, Right. but Fuse is really good We had a, we didn't manage to win we only played one round of it uh right we didn't even come particularly close actually um <laughs> but i think it's just you know how it goes uh it was it was fun though it was we didn't have the luck that we had when me you and my girlfriend paul played right where, yeah because we had quite good luck for that one because all of the the fuse cards the the fuse yeah. the the ones uh, that are yeah. like the dice
0: yes uh, oh I forget what they're called um, I think they're
1: I want to say they're called fuse cards
0: I think they are fuse cards yeah yeah.
1: all the fuse cards came up at once when we did that like they weren't shuffled that well they just kind of you just draw them over and over and so you got it over and done with and you were suddenly like you know six cards through the deck or whatever it was Um, that didn't happen with us they were spread out throughout and so we just we'd be getting really close to just finishing something that'd be like discard a blue dice and be like fuck god damn it <laughs> it was really frustrating really fun everyone seemed to enjoy it quite a lot um and then after that we played we played the game of letters from Whitechapel. Oh, for uh, which first i played it in a wee bit like i love that game but we it doesn't go to the table that much anymore um right i played jack the ripper and i got caught on my first night
0: Oh no, really! <laughs> it's
1: the worst. <laughs> um, it was just dumb luck. Well, not not quite dumb luck. actually. They played really well. Um, like my friends, they've only played Jack. Uh, they've only played The Layers from Whitechapel a couple of times, but they they all really enjoy it. Um, as everyone does that plays that game, I think, because it's uh-huh. phenomenal. Um, but I was playing Jack the Ripper, and I picked uh. I was feeling a bit cocky, because I was like, I've played this way more than them, I'm fine. Um, so I didn't bother... For people who don't know, uh, letters from Whitechapel. One, you should know, because we talk about it all the time. But two, uh, one person plays Jack the Ripper, the other people play the police. And in the first kind of part of the game, everyone puts down... Or uh, they put down markers that have... uh the black markers, and underneath them are coloured dots. And then... Those represent where the police will be starting when the crime actually happens. And then a bunch of them are just blank and they're just there as kind of red herrings to confuse Jack the Ripper. Yeah. And every Jack Ripper has like five nights, I think it's five five turns to kill someone. Uh yes. Um and every turn that he doesn't kill someone, he gets to flip over one of those. Yeah. and so you can kind of slowly figure out where the police are going to spawn and then you can kind of choose your target based on that somewhere slightly further away um, uh-huh. I was being really cocky and I was like I don't need to do that first night kill this person and I did it and they had two policemen like right next to me
0: oh gosh and then the <laughs> third
1: one that was close enough is like walking distance
0: so there was <laughs> oh, no. three
1: of them right on me and I was trying my best to like loop around and confuse them and stuff like that but they just were like, "No, I've got you." <laughs> so I managed to survive <laughs> like, you know, four, five or six turns or something like that. But then I just I couldn't make it to my base. And it was that wow. thing as well where Jack the Ripper can't go through the police, so they were just blocking off routes to force me. Like they had me cornered, basically. It's like you can't go this way. You can't go this way. And it's yeah, like, okay yeah. fine, and I'll use this uh you can use a lantern to go through buildings and that lets me get out of this corner yes. and then they'd just be like, Yeah, but we've got a third guy moving up there and it's like, God damn
0: it. <laughs> so you you couldn't even use your, your carriage to go through them.
1: No, no, I was fucked. It was, there was ah. too many of them nearby. <laughs> um But it was really fun. I like that. I like it when games work like that sometimes. You yeah. Know, it's not sometimes nice to see Jack the Ripper completely, you know, tear apart a team. But sometimes it's really good to see a team of really organised people mash to corner them, uh, even if you are Jack the Ripper. Because uh-huh. um, I think I told you about it last time. Last time we played, it my girlfriend was Jack the Ripper, and she put her base like right next to two of the the murder scenes, the crime scenes, and so she managed to like it was a really risky thing. So it meant she had to survive the first. I think there's four nights
0: that Jack has to kill people it- in. There's four nights and five murders
1: yeah four nights five murders so she had to survive three nights um, like normally or I guess more like two nights normally but then the third and fourth night those two murders were so close to her base that we could literally do nothing like it was physically impossible for us to get police close enough to catch her because she only had to move like two spaces to get to her base um, right. And it was just super smart and it was one well, of those things, it's just really cool. Um But yeah, my, my game was not as smart as that, unfortunately. <laughs> um remember what we played other than that. We played Fake Artist Goes to New York.
0: Ah, right. It's definitely okay.
1: Kind of my favourite light kind of party ish game these days. True, yeah. Um we we made a bunch of monstrosities as you do. Uh I'm trying to remember if there's any specifically good ones. Uh we had to draw Sailor Moon. That was a thing.
0: Right. A <laughs> that disaster. couldn't have Yeah, that couldn't have turned out well.
1: well most of us can you were doing. Um someone kept drawing decks on everything. Which was pretty fun. So one of the <laughs> things was Botanic Garden which was a really obscure one to try and draw, but everyone was just like, okay, we should draw a bunch of trees and flowers and stuff. Someone just drew dicks on one of the trees, and it's like, I think you're the (laughs) fake artist. (laughs) Um, uh, We had to draw Scooby-Doo, and I don't know how it ended up this way, but it was nothing. like There was no way you could tell it was Scooby-Doo. It was one of the worst drawings (laughs) I've ever seen in that game. It's like phenomenally bad. It's I don't it's is, yeah. Um That game's super fun. We played it on the whiteboard again, <laughs> which is always great. Um Yeah, I highly recommend Fake cars goes to New York, always.
0: Um, I see. Um, Kieran's just sent me a, a picture of the the Scooby Doo that was drawn. The <laughs> only thing that is slightly Scooby Doo is somebody managed to get the little thing that hangs off his collar.
1: Yeah, yeah. The little the collar <laughs> was like the first thing drawn, and then everyone else drew these fucking bizarre monstrous <laughs> things on it. <laughs> yeah i have no idea i didn't i think i was a fake artist for scooby-doo so i didn't know what it was and i didn't know what it was (laughs) like i I don't (laughs) know what i'm doing um i think it was purple so i like colored in the 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 collar yeah but i didn't know what i was doing uh yeah (laughs) such a fun game yeah,
0: um, um, we never got to play it uh, the last time because it is it's uh it takes more than four players, is it?
1: Yeah, it needs like a minimum of five, really. Right. Um, we will get a game of it at some point. Yeah. Um, then we played Drawful Two. Ah right, okay. Which is the first time I played that because it came out relatively recently. Yes. Yeah. Um it's more drawful um I was kind of expecting some kind of like rule changes or something uh, but kind of the only thing they've added is the stuff that all of the latest Jackbox games have had where uh, it has better streaming support so it's kind of designed with the idea of you have an audience and the audience can also vote on what they like and stuff like that uh huh yeah Uh, but other than that it's just it's drawful uh, it gives everyone a a word or a phrase or something to draw. They draw it, and then everyone has to try and guess what the answer is, and write an answer that confuses other people, and everyone gets points from it. All right. Um, okay. It was good. It was like it's like a more polished version of Drawful. Like they've fixed up the UI a little bit. Like it already looked really nice, but they made it look a bit nicer. Um, there's obviously way more words and phrases stuff to use, which is good because we played Drawful so many times that we've seen those repeat over and over now. All right. okay. Um, so it's good to have kind of a new foundation of words, especially if you already enjoy that game so much. Yeah. Um, and uh, now you have two colors to draw with instead of one, which didn't really seem like a big deal when we were playing it. It's nice to have, but it doesn't change anything majorly. Um, right, yeah. But unless you draw slightly more complicated things, but you're still limited by the fact you're drawing with your fingers on a you know on a screen, yeah. On a screen and the line width is really big, so you can't really draw anything like you know, detailed. Yeah. Um uh-huh. Yeah, that was fun. Uh people draw a lot of penises. Of course. Because that's what you do. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. It was it was great. Um, I think that might have been all we played. I feel like I'm forgetting a board game or something here, but we didn't end up playing a whole lot, right? Because we were going to play Salem, and we just never got around to it. We were kind of it was a bit more of just a catch up than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess other than that, it was pretty much just tricky towers.
0: Ah uh, yes, yeah. Um.
1: Which is on PlayStation Plus this month. It is, yeah. Uh, alongside. Rebel a, Galaxy. Rebel Galaxy, that's what it is. Rebel Galaxy is fantastic.
0: Yep. Highly oh, recommend excellent that. excellent
1: game, me. yeah. Uh, Tricky Terrors, also fantastic. Highly recommend it. Um, yep. It's. Tetris
0: ish. Well, it's I, legally I it... distinct from Tetris. Yeah, but it uses Tetraminos
1: yeah and it has giant versions of them and it has like piano ones <laughs> of them and stuff like that yes um, but the idea is you're stacking up well there's like three different modes I think the main mode is like the race mode the idea is you're stacking up all these these I'm uh, oh, sorry my phone going crazy <laughs> Um, they, you're stacking up all these you know Tetris blocks to build a tower that reaches a certain point which seems relatively easy yeah, you... Yes, but all of the blocks have physics and you can put them down in halves, like half points instead of full blocks which is the worst, it's yes. so bad you put it in the wrong place and then it tips over and it knocks everything else over and then your tower collapses <laughs> and then everything you start again Ah, oh, it's so much yeah. fun
0: the, the um, first time that i seen it when I put it in and I thought, right, okay, it wants me to build this tower. And I thought, right, okay, that's fine. And the base is quite narrow. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to play Tetris and I'm going, right, okay, I've got four in a row. How come it's not disappeared? Because yeah. there, there's no instructions on the game as well. You yeah, know, so, so you, you kind of start out there. and you figure it out as it happens. But do so um, for it, it's pretty simple. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, that's not a, I didn't mean it, it as a slight. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're going, hang on just instinct wants you to build (laughs) you know a a row of completed little blocks the Tetris (laughs) block and you figure out no that's not the case that's not what I'm doing here I'm trying to build the the biggest solid you know a solid block as solid as I can Um, yeah you're trying to make something that stands up yes it's a hell of a lot of fun
1: yeah and the multiplayer is very good it's just like racing against other players you get yes. magic that lets you attack the other players and it just does dumb things like, you know, makes one block super big so it kind of wrecks everything, or um, whatever other ones, was there's one the one that I find the most annoying is there's power up that takes the last block that was dropped and puts it in a bubble and it starts floating up and rotating which then once you hit it, it just kind of falls back onto your tower but it is being rotated <laughs> so it just kind of falls and hits off stuff and then knocks everything down it's yes. the worst it's the worst um, yeah,
0: so you... <laughs> isn't it strange because you've got the, the good magic and the bad magic
1: yeah some uh, of the good the... magic's really well good You know, it's stuff like uh, the vines there's vines that you use that power up then drop a block and every block that is touching that block when it lands gets like tied to it with vines and they all share the same physics in the same way um so if you do it well, it can be, it can make a a kind of rickety tower super structurally sound. Yes. Or if you do it wrong, it could mean that you've just made a massive block that is top heavy that then flips over and like flips the entire tower with it. Because why not? That can happen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, I I loved it. It's. I'm gonna play a lot of that.
0: Yeah, the, the multiplayer of that is really good. It handles up to four players.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So
0: So uh, have Four years of playing at the same time. And you can choose what type of game you want to play. So you can choose whether you want to play the race. So there's the, the race where you need to uh, build up to a certain height. Whoever gets their first wins. There is the special ones. So the... It does. It has um, special rules, so you can decide what special rules to add to that. Uh, what was the other one? Survival. Survival yeah. is one. So everyone has sixty-six blocks, and they're trying to get rid of them. But the game starts doing strange and weird one. Uh, you know these strange things to your blocks. Yeah. So and also one... you have
1: health. So if you lose more than
0: three blocks, you're out. Yes. Um, yeah. It, it kind of stops you from just dumping blocks in the water. Yeah. Um, but you can do in the race,
1: but yes. it's, you know a race, so you're just wasting time doing it,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, um yeah, and they yeah, well, so you know you'll have something and it may it may lock the position of the block so you can't rotate it or anything, and you just need to put it in as best you can, um and then the final mode was the puzzle mode
1: yeah i I really like puzzle mode, I think it's probably the hardest of them, though,
0: yeah. Um, so puzzle mode is there is kind of like a, a line drawn um, on above your tower um, and the idea is you are trying to fit as many blocks or as many pieces of these tetraminos on your tower without touching that, that line. Yeah. Once you touch that line then that's it. You stop and you can't go anymore. Uh, once everyone's hit that line Then they count how many blocks are in your tower, um, and whoever's got the most blocks wins. Yeah. Uh, It makes it sound really bloody easy, doesn't it? But it's not. It's so hard,
1: (laughs) especially you remember there's physics on everything, so you end up. And also, every time you lose a block, if it goes flying off the edge, uh, it raises your base, like you're kind of the bottom of your tower up a bit, so you have less space to fit blocks on. Yeah. Um, Which I think is a smart way of doing that because otherwise you would just throw blocks into the water over and over until you got ones that were easy enough to fit in the least amount of space. Yes. Um, Which thankfully you got.
0: Yeah. uh, How long did we actually spend playing? We played hours I think. Yeah. It was really, really good fun.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, We all bought the DLC for it. (laughs) All, all three of us we bought DC. Yes. It was a free game on PlayStation Plus, and with all the games that we get for free, if you put enough time into it, we always feel like you should put some money back into it. Um, even though developers do get stuff from PlayStation Plus, like they do get payments from it. Um, there's also a costume pack for Tricky Towers that lets you... You, you play... As a wizard, and the wizard is kind of barely on screen. like He's just kind of hanging out at the side. So it was, it's like the most useless you know, kind of costume pack. But yeah, we bought a costume pack that lets your wizard dress up as different animals.
0: Yeah, it was a platypus. Um, <laughs> I, I was the, the, two, the toucan and... Uh, it was a trash panda. Yes, yeah, he was the raccoon. One um, <laughs> of the cool things... Uh, you know, uh, just one of the cutie things that the game does as well. When you're playing single player and you select your character, your controller makes um, the sound of the character. It makes like a wee yay, and but it comes out of your controller. Oh, I didn't notice that because I had my headset on. Ah, <laughs> I I don't know if it does it on. I don't think it does it. Well, I don't know. I'd need to double check if it does it on multiplayer. Um, you know, because you've always got your headset plugged in. Oh, uh, I didn't um,
1: play a single player. So maybe it's not a single. Ah.
0: Yeah, no, it does it in single player.
1: Oh no, I'm not playing. Um
0: and it was uh, it was a uh, not it was confusing my cats. <laughs> <laughs> <There> <laughs> which was. was quite cool as well. Uh, um I was like
1: I was playing uh some of the Gilly Gear Revelator uh, training mode. And that has a kind of thing where it has stuff that comes out of your controller, so did you know the nonsense it says at the start of a match like all arc system works where it's like uh I think it was the Gilly Gear one. The Gilly Gear one's like rock and roll or something like that. Yes. Or yeah, pair yeah. to rock or something like that. Um Oh man. I've played so much of that game I can't even remember. Um but yeah, that comes out of your speaker on your controller, which is dumb, but I like it.
0: Yeah. It's just one of those little things. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: Um I think that might be me. Um Oop. I played a bit of Final Fantasy Mobius on phones that came out today. Alright, okay. But not really enough to really talk about it too much. Um it seems quite good from what little I've played. It's right. like a 3D JRPG, very Final Fantasy. Uh huh. Um new art, new everything. Like it's not like it's a proper kind of standalone thing. It's not like um Most of Square Enix's, you know, mobile games like, um, All the Bravest and Record Keeper and um, XVS and stuff like that all kind of rely on you know, old characters from older games. Right. I would say XVS has like his own story stuff though. Um, you know, they're they're very you know driven by the older Final Fantasies. This is just a straight up new game. This is, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's got some cool combat system stuff on it. I recommend trying it. It's free to play. Cool. Um so on iPhones and Android
0: right okay yeah, I'll have a look yeah. if
1: nothing else it's really pretty so cool worth making your phone like my phone is fucking boiling right now like I was sitting playing <laughs> a bell up over there and my my phone is roasting just because it's melting because of this game oh right um, okay because that's what happens when you make a phone out of metal as it turns out it heats up <laughs> real good yep um yeah that's me i think I'm, cool i'm probably missing something
0: i'm sure i i when i'm with oh, people
1: oh. i'm not going to talk about that because we talked about it again so much but i just yeah. wanted to bring it up because it made you buy it
0: it did yes yeah <laughs> so um it was one of the games that you brought over when we were doing game of the year and i think at the time it was a little bit difficult to get your hands on but at the moment if yeah. you search for it on amazon there's a few japanese companies offering imports on it um, and you can you can pick it up reasonably for a reasonable a reasonable price uh, i think i ended up paying 30 pound yeah which isn't that. bad that's
1: like a 10 or cheaper than i got it for
0: right um so it's I should uh, expect it in uh, seven to twenty days, I believe they said. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of how it does. Um, Um, But it came uh, with—they've given me a tracking number and everything as well, so they're not just sending it, you know, by snail mail. So yeah, um, I should have it a little bit sooner than that's always good. Normal as well, so that's quite good.
1: Yeah,
0: cool. Uh, I've been playing. I haven't been playing that much. uh, uh, I. couple of things uh i did play some more the uh, if you can call it playing more pokemon go um and the only reason i wanted to mention it was where we stay uh at the moment there isn't um there's not much that goes on you know with pokemon turning up and things as you get closer to the sort of town center where there's some gyms and there there's one gym and there's a couple of pokestops and You know there's there's always pokemon floating around there but round about the house nothing (laughs) Um, it's just like a, a blank spot so that's that's fine it's how the game works you know so it gets you out and walking about and wandering around and things and no problems at all so we went back to uh my other house i went back to to visit uh and um The place is absolutely crawling with pokemon you cannot move um we there is physically
1: you literally cannot move there's too many of them they've become physical manifestations
0: exactly exactly (laughs) so the village is has one pokestop in it and that's it for other than that you need to go for about three or four miles if that you know to the next village um and then there's Pokestops and Pokemon and everything. Um, but on the street where my house is, the, we got there and automatically there was five Pokemon in the area. And I was like, right, okay, so catch them. And there it, it wasn't just like, if you go to Glasgow, I don't know what Edinburgh's like, Kieran, but Glasgow just seems to be full of Pidgeys, uh, Rattata, Weedles, and Caterpie. That's about it. And um, the occasion- You'll it is definitely location. somewhat
1: location based because Edinburgh is filled with drowsies, mainly around all the offices which I think must be intentional.
0: Oh, there's lots of drowsies as well.
1: There's drowsies ever. Um, yeah. A lot of Magikarp and Goldeen because uh, I, my office is relatively near the canal. Ah, uh, right, okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um... I love Jigglypuffs and Clefairies actually. In right. Edinburgh, um, yeah. um, I've definitely um, got a few of those. So but yes, also but, Weedles, Weedles everywhere.
0: Yeah. So I mean, the things that were showing up at, um, you know, at, at Banton, at the in the village, was uh, just in the house as well. That was the thing. You you weren't going out looking for them. You would catch four or five Pokemon, leave your phone on for a little bit, and there'd be another four or five showing up and it was stuff like um there was EVs there was um I got a match up you know to, just so more than just your bog standard pokemon and on top of that as well you were getting things like uh, the weedles and the caterpies and the drowsies yeah um i leveled up from sort of anyone that's playing the game at the moment when i started when we got to the house I was a level 15, so I needed to level up. I just started in level 15. At that point, you're needing 15,000 points per to level up. Okay. Experience experience points. Okay, so I leveled up to there, got to level 16. 16, it jumps to 20,000. We When we left, I was on level 18. Uh, Either level 18 or... No, level 17. So I I leveled up three levels. That's, wow. um, there's there's no gym and there's no Pokestops. All I was doing was catching Pokemon. That's weird. Um, I yeah, the,
1: the whole thing is generally
0: that more Pokemon show up near Pokestops. Um, and you know just because we we thought this is never seen anything like it. Um, I've been to, in the centre of Glasgow and I've sat in. Uh, there's a a certain area in Glasgow and where where it is there are three poker stops and you can sit in the middle of this triangle and you yeah, can catch all that. three and I've sat there um for half an hour and there's been lures on those three stops mm-hmm. and the pokemon appear they didn't appear as fast as the stuff that was appearing in my house that's crazy um so much so that I I think when we went there I had one Eevee and oh three or four of the uh, what do they call them the candies to to evolve them and power them up by the time we left I had one of each of the evolutions of Eevee so I I had the Jolteon the Vipyreon and the Flareon that's cool Uh, do you get to choose
1: which one it evolves into or does it just go
0: oh well there's there's a trick to that, so you can just leave it in the face of the Pokemon gods mm-hmm. and pick them up. But uh, did you ever watch the? I think you did. You you watched the cartoon, yeah, series. So what you can do is, if you name your Eevee Sparky, <laughs> you will get the electric, the the Jolteon. That's if you good. name the, your Eevee Rainer, you get the Vipyreon. And if you name your Eevee Pyro, you get the the Flareon, the Fire one. Um, and that is a direct reference to the cartoon, to the episode where Ash runs into the is it the three brothers. that have the Eevees and they all uh, evolve into various things. And that was the names of the Eevees in the show.
1: I don't remember that because it's been so long since I watched the show, but I'll take your word on that.
0: <laughs> um,
1: i been meaning to rewatch I, it because it's on Netflix.
0: Yeah, i I didn't watch the I didn't watch the show, but it was I think I have seen that online somewhere as well. That's quite cool. I like yeah, that because,
1: like, I I started with the Pikachu because of the thing where if, if you, you turn your- if you walk away from the because when you first start up Pokemon Go, it opens up the map and it has. Uh, Squirtle, Charmander and uh, Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur just kind of hanging out there and you get to pick which one you want to catch uh-huh. but if you walk away out of range, because they <clears> don't move they just stay there, and if you walk out of range they'll respawn next to you uh-huh. and if they do that five times I think it was, maybe four times four or five times, if you do that four or five times a Pikachu shows up with them as well
0: All right. Okay. and
1: so you start with Pikachu but it's you know because you can't level them up or anything you don't have a Pikachu candies. You oh have, well that's it. So I have a level IP... forty eight Pikachu sitting there. It's so like I can't do anything with you. You're yeah, useless to me. I,
0: yeah, I'm the same with the uh the the Charmander. Yeah. As I I've not seen any of the other ones in the wild, so what's the point? Yeah. Um but yeah, so uh and as a result of all these Pokemon that are showing up um, I put some more real money into the game.
1: <laughs> of course, you did.
0: Um, just to buy Pokeball. it was absolutely crazy, but it was it was a lot of fun. So, you know, like we say, if you get a free game and you're having fun, it, you know, yeah, put some put money, some into money back into it. Makes sense. Yeah. I've not
1: put any money into it yet, but I've also not been playing much or any of
0: so it. I have put in I. So I think the last time we spoke I put in three three pounds ninety nine. So I paid four pounds to get um however many pokey coins or whatever they call them you get, um the in game currency. And then when we were away for the weekend, I I put another eight pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so I've put I, I've spent twelve pounds in total in the game and I'm comfortable with that and I don't think I'll spend any more. Um I think I don't think the shine's wearing off. I I think it's wearing off a little bit. Um, but they're you know, I think everyone's kind of getting the same as well, where there's only so far you can go and I think we're waiting for the next update because they're gonna bring in I think they're gonna release some of the the Pokemon and, and put them into sort of general population and however they do it and things like that. Yeah. But the rumors are that they're gonna be changing things for the, the next update as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, i hope they add a bit more like it's my issue with it is just solely like there's not a lot to it still it is literally just catch pokemon and get higher number of pokemon
0: yes yeah and um you
1: could fight in gems but that's not very fun
0: no it's uh yeah there's not much to it uh um, gyms
1: are definitely the weakest aspect of it for me and so it is basically just walk around catch pokemon yeah in your bar life
0: yeah it's um it i'm still finding it useful because it you know it helps me get out and uh out and i yeah. I don't have a problem getting some exercise but it you know it kind of takes the edge off it a little bit as well yeah so. definitely I, um, I
1: i can't stop playing it with the last couple of updates because they've been doing things that have been reducing my fun with it right okay um like one of the earlier updates, which they did to try try and like reduce the strain on their servers, did two things. I know one. They did the infamous three footstep thing, which just means that at all times, no matter how far away a Pokemon is, because it has a little thing that shows Pokemon that are nearby, and it uh-huh. used to say like they're one footstep away, they're two footsteps away, they're three footsteps away, so you roughly knew where you had to go. Based on how mm-hmm. we were walking and whether that changed to try and catch things. And they got rid of that for Server Strain. For stars uh-huh. they made it three footsteps for everything, which made it it kind of implied that we're gonna fix it at some point. Instead mm-hmm. they just removed it entirely. Uh they blocked all of the websites that were using the information from their API to, you know, just straight up load up a Google map that showed where all the Pokemon were. Uh-huh. which was also again I thought was pretty good some people were like that's cheating it's like there's no th- like there's no physical way to know where Pokemon are nearby because they took it out of the game websites yeah. replacing functionality that they took out of the game is not really cheating um, and then the other thing for me is the, the eggs um, Right. eggs don't track how far you've been walking when apps closed anymore they used to
0: yeah that yeah i don't like that
1: which is really annoying that's more annoying to me than like any of the other stuff like i walk quite a lot but i don't keep pokemon open quite a lot because i also you know sometimes read websites while i'm walking or something like that like i don't keep pokemon open at all times and so none of my egg my eggs hatch anymore because i don't have it open
0: right yeah no that's not good yeah
1: it's a dumb, dumb thing. Yeah. Especially because it's not something like, it It doesn't need to be a big thing on server strain for it. Like No, no. Both iOS and Android has, you know, their health tracking stuff. They track footsteps. They track uh-huh. the distance walked. Just hook it into that and update it every now and again.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: Like, it doesn't make any sense to be trying to track it yourself.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um... But yeah, those are just the only things, and it's just—I'm sure they'll get around to fixing it all, but who knows?
0: Yeah, Um, so much for me, just quickly mentioning, but <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, so played that. Um, also played some. Uh, we spoke about tricky towers, and we played some more ultimate alliance again. That. Uh, Nothing changes with that. We still had fun mucking around with it. Um, the game does have issues. Uh, the, the port of the first one, I think multiple, um, Ultimate Alliance 2 is better than the first one in terms of you know the way it's held up and even the port, I would say. Um, but we haven't played multi- uh, Ultimate Alliance 2. We haven't mm-hmm. played that multiplayer yet, so yeah. um, that may change. Um, one of the other things that I have been playing was uh, I'm just having a look been playing more Star Wars Battlefront Um, I'm now level 30 I've put 30 odd hours into it so still having fun with that Mm -hmm. Um, and it looks really good on the the new telly Uh, the new uh, 43 inch 4k telly so it's very good um, and I did buy the Jackbox Party Back bundle, which came with uh, the Party Pack and the Party Pack Two. Both good uh, games. Yep, yeah. and or uh, game we, collections. Yes, yeah, and I we played um, Fibbage. I uh, I think we played Fibbage Two w- um, with my fiance. Uh, it was just the two of us, um, and yeah, um, it was fun. She she enjoyed it. Uh, I played. We've played Fibbage before. Um, she wasn't too sure, you know, when you try and say, right, okay, well, you log in, you play this game, and you log in with your phone, and it's, <laughs> yeah, to try it's and scary. sell somebody on the, yeah, to sell sell somebody in the concept, it's like, well, I'm not too sure what it is you're getting me to do, but then once they figure out what it is, and after a couple rounds, you know, um, it can be yeah. quite a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but, I, yep.
1: yeah I really love the Jackbox collection they're just super smart um, yeah I think I think we should play it at some point with uh, like also play it a bunch together but we should um, Jackbox 2 in particular added a bunch of support for sh- playing it with people over like Twitch
0: yes we yeah. should
1: try and do that at some point just one of us um, streams it and the others join
0: yeah I was thinking about that yeah,
1: yeah. or actually we could probably even share play it because we oh, both we... have good internet.
0: Oh, we could, yeah.
1: SharePlay would actually work. I never actually thought of that. We should try SharePlay at some point now that you have good internet.
0: Oh, yeah, we should. Like, the only yeah, person I've right.
1: tried out SharePlay before with, was with Nathan, and he used right. to have better internet than he has now, but his internet now is garbage and doesn't even load SharePlay. Uh, before, we played some SharePlay stuff and it was all right. But All right. Yeah, we should try that.
0: Yeah, yeah, sounds like a plan. Um, and I played some board games as well.
1: What did so you play? Played,
0: I I played some more Via Nebula, so I can you know get closer to doing the review on that as well. Um, played a two-player game. How, does it work well two-player? It does. It plays very well. So if you remember when we played it with four players, it was this whole. It reminded me a lot. I think I said it at the time. It reminded me not only in terms of quality um, to splendor, you know, with the the good quality product um, components and things like that, but the way that when everyone's playing the game, there's almost like a dead silence because everyone's busy plotting and and figuring out what to do. And it's quite gentle, you know, it it seems almost peaceful. Um, That comes across in the two player game as well. Um, they make a couple of changes to the rules um, so if you remember the, the rule about building sites when you're playing a three or a four player game you can, two players can occupy one building site or mm-hmm. one ruin site so you can have two building sites on one ruin um, on a two player game they've done away with that and you get a uh, you can only have uh one building site on a ruin okay so it makes uh obviously all it's doing there is it's making the building sites more sought after uh in a four-player game they already are quite sought after in space as a is that a premium um yeah you know any spaces can be
1: yeah well gotten. sort of i felt like in the four-player game it was more having a building site that is easily connected to the resources yes. other players are using. Not necessarily. There's a, there's lots of building sites to go around. You can make a building wherever the fuck you want, but yes, if it's yeah. out in the middle of nowhere, it doesn't help.
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah. So that's more of a case in the two-player game as well. Yeah. That's um, good. And
1: the I'm the other thing. i definitely gonna pick up at some point. Like it's just. <laughs> it's one of those games that I've been kind of like splendor. It's one of those games that played it once i've just been thinking about it a lot you know this is what this game keeps yeah. coming up i'm like i want to play board games and it's like i want to play via nebula i don't own via nebula
0: damn it. <laughs> um well the, um what we found was the game was it was very close again so there was two points in it from the person that won i think when we played i think the gap was maybe four four or five points because um, um, I think it was it was your girlfriend that won it.
1: Yeah. and
0: I think, I think
1: it was think, pretty close, yeah.
0: It was pretty close. I, I think, you know... Um, I think it was pretty like, close
1: between all four of us, actually.
0: I think, yeah. I want to say there was maybe, you know, between the, the bottom two, there was a bit more of a gap. But the, the kind of weighing, you know, first and second, was pretty close, if yeah, I remember yeah, correctly. Um, again, with this one, two points in it. And it kind of brings it it's, I liked it. Um, I do like that. And I love the whole idea of, you know, whatever you do is going to benefit your opponent one way or yeah. another.
1: I was, just to straight up steal things from somewhere else, I was listening to um, Shut Up and Sit Down. They have, All they, right, work, yeah. they have a podcast, they talk about board games. Um, they pointed out that Via Nebula is kind of like the opposite of Settlers of Catan, where it's like got kind of similar ideas of you're building things, gathering resources, stuff like that. But whereas in Settlers of Catan, where you're constantly walling things off and separating things and you're claiming them as your own, mm-hmm. the exact opposite happens in Via Nebula. Every time you claim a resource, you're claiming it as your mm-hmm. own, you're just opening it up for everyone
0: yeah you're making it available when you're building
1: a road you're not building a road that then blocks off someone else from doing something you're just building a road other people can use
0: yes yeah
1: um Um, which i think's really cool you get this cool like semi-cooperative kind
0: of thing yeah uh our our two-player game that we played was uh really good um my fiance got the gist of it quite quickly and she was getting into it and she ended up building all five of her building. Is it five or how many Ever many buildings it is, but yeah, she built them all that. first, um, which means she triggers the, the end game. Yeah. And I could see the way that she was building them. Um, she'd placed her, her fourth one or her second last one, and I still had like three, three buildings to put out. And I thought, She's going to get ahead here, so what I ended up doing was I ended up stockpiling some, some things in the buildings and I had one of the private contracts, so that's one of the, the cards, the resources you have in your hand, it's face down, nobody knows what it is and it was the same resource and the same benefit of a card that was in the open market mm-hmm. and what the card was I think it's the distillery so it's worth four, four victory points which is quite high but what it also does is it gives you one extra action in your turn okay okay so I had there was one of those on the board and there was one I had one in my hand and I had uh, two building sites with enough resources to get those built so what I did with my actions was my my two legal actions that you have on your turn so your turn consists of two actions where you can do six uh, you know one of six different things yeah um, and so my two actions were to build these sites claim the benefits and I now had two extra turns or two extra actions which essentially is another turn so I gave myself another turn out of it so I managed to get eight points plus I think I built uh, two two roads mm-hmm. which freed up my, my board and ended up winning the game by two points that's crazy it, it is and it's a fun it game. was just yeah, lot it's of good fun. you can
1: do things like that.
0: Yeah, and it it is it's gentle. I've not there's not many games that I've played like that. You know, yeah, the it
1: game. It, it's that, it's because it's got that kind of the kind of, uh, cooperative element to it, where you don't feel super tense and angry about everything because you're all helping each other out. And it's all nice, kind of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that because um, we got to the point, and I think we had it as well when we when we played the four player game. Was I could see my my fiance she was struggling with something. She kept jumping backwards and falling. So what is it you're trying to do? I'm trying to build here and here, and we ended up solving her problem together
1: mm-hmm.
0: because you know I could see more or less what she was trying to do, and then once you figure out what she wants and help her do it. It ended up benefiting me as well because I yeah. could add a piece onto that and it yeah. Um
1: Or like most of the building sites you could put your know, one on either side. So she's like, I tried to put a thing down here to build to it, it's like, oh, great I'll take the other half of it.
0: Well you can't do that in a single play in a oh, player it. game. Oh, okay. No. Uh because you you know how your building site is the little half a hexagon? Yeah. When you're playing a two-player game, you don't use those pieces. You use three pieces that are full uh, hexagon size. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, it is one of the you know kind of competitive. It's one of the few competitive games that I've ever played that are that's quite gentle. Oh. Um, I think Splendor is like it. Splendor reminds me of that as well. There's not many other games. You know, because um, there are other games tend to, you know, this friendly um, ribbing and, and yeah. trash talk and things like well, that. I
1: don't know if I'd say Splendor is gentle. I think Splendor is just super strategic. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, generally the... quiet
1: because everyone's sitting like, what can I do? <laughs> I need to plan ahead by like seven turns yeah. just in case someone takes <laughs> this card and then what? that card and then that card.
0: I find via nebula you know everyone's quiet as well because they're kind of plotting but it's not it's not as strict well it is the, there is it's quite so a bit street. of strategy but yeah. it's not as it's a bit yeah, lighter not, i think light yeah, is definitely
1: kind of the the best word for that yeah.
0: game yeah it's not as cutthroat as splendor um yeah, definitely yeah um i really like the game um and i think it deserves a bit more attention than it has been getting i don't think it's got too much attention
1: yeah it feels like um i think a lot of the big sites that usually review these things kind of only just got copies of it right um i feel like we were weirdly in the like the collection of people that got it slightly earlier somehow right because um, again like i said shut up and sit down we're talking about it on their podcast this week right um other big ones like i think dice tower have a review up um I'm uh, not hundred percent sure on that actually uh, Rado runs through didn't get a copy so right. he hasn't played it um, but yeah like a lot of the big ones are like getting there with their stuff but they've not got
0: uh-huh. yeah alright cool Um, but yeah I'm still enjoying that and uh, kind of closer to, to finishing the, the print review I mean we've spoken about it twice now in the podcast and I'm sure we'll <laughs> yeah. speak about it again but um, we will get something in, in print uh, physical media. As well.
1: we're starting a magazine but, yes
0: absolutely <laughs> and <laughs> the last thing that we played was it was a game so when we were playing Via Nebula we went to um, Settlers in so, uh, Hamilton which is not too far from Glasgow it's a cool board game cafe uh, we spoke about it before and uh, so we were playing there and they have a really cool A games library quite extensive um so you can try you know you can play stuff there as well and there was a game that i've wanted to try and possibly buy a copy for a while so we played that and uh, i ended up buying a copy as well and that's a nitwit it's a game by matt Uh lee the guy who done pandemic Mm -hmm. and it couldn't be further from pandemic if you tried (laughs) So it is a, a very light, casual game. It's a little bit... It's a word game. And if you think of Scattergreeze, the old game... Yeah. Um, so the way that it works is the game's got this... It's called Nick and it's got this whole aesthetic. The theme is uh, there's spools, you know, like sewing spools. And there's uh, bits of... Um, rope uh, and the rope is a uh, it it's made to look like wool and um there is uh, there's little pegs um so the idea of the game is there are for a full player game you'd be playing with eight spools and these these spools represent words that you need to make up okay. so you need to make up eight words now how you figure out what kind of words you need to make up is where you use these bits of string. The bits of string are put into loops. They're, they're made, um, they're tied together, the strings tied together to make a loop. On the end of the loop is a peg. And so what you do with the the loop is you have to place it over one spill, okay? You right. can only place your, your loop over one spill. So now what you have is you have a spill and you have a piece of a loop and the loop has a word attached to it so the loop may say useless so for word, for word number one or spill number one you have to come up with a word uh, where something is useless so you have to name something useless mm-hmm. okay um, now somebody plays spill number two um, and or sorry they don't play spill number two they place the second word and maybe the word is uh, fuzzy. So what you do is you they, they place that and they may place it over a different spool altogether or they may place it over the first spool. If they place it over the first spool, then what you're looking for is you're looking for a word or you you have to name something that is fuzzy and useless. Okay. So you, you kind of get the idea. It's You yeah. think of it as you're making... Um, and these are actual
1: like with like wool the uh, strings of wool and actual spools that you're yes yeah referring. it's actual
0: yeah. actual spools that you're placing and um little bits of string that sounds great um that you're placing around so that's the first part of the game is you're creating you're you're creating the what, the categories that you need to make yeah.
1: i like games um, that use string as a component <laughs> there's a um, there's a japanese uh, board game that's a uh, it's a train track laying game, but all your train oh. tracks are just bits of string.
0: Yes, I, I'll, I I forget which game that is, but yeah, I, I remember seeing something about yeah. that one. I've never
1: played it, but it looks so cool. Yeah,
0: so um, yeah, so at the end after everyone, so what happens is you you all take turns placing a loop with a word on it and uh, a sp- and spools. You take turns placing these until they're all out, and what you'll end up with is eight, you know, eight words that you have to write down. Um, so that part of the game, what happens is once the last category of the word has been finalized, what you have to name, then it's a race. Everyone named writes down the eight words as, as quickly as they can, and there are bonus points who, for whoever finishes first. You know, so if you finish writing, you take one of the bonus points. And the bonus points are little buttons. They're big big plastic buttons. Mm -hmm. And they have um, holes in them, you know, like you would normally sew sew on, uh, how you would sew a button onto clothing going through the holes. Um, And there's buttons, there's four buttons. One has one hole, one has two, one has three holes, one has four holes. So if you're writing, you know, doing your eight words and you pick up the first button, you've got four bonus points.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Uh, and it goes to uh, you know the, the person who takes the last bonus button, they end the game. So uh, once that last button has been taken, everyone has to stop writing and now you 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 score. Um, so what you do is you say right, well, number one, what number one was you had to name something useless and everyone goes around the table and they name they, they tell say what their answer was. Uh, If your answer is the same as somebody else's, so it's a duplicate, it doesn't count. Mm -hmm. Um, If your answer, uh, you know, you can't say, let's say the category was you had to name uh, something that is a flower and yellow, a a good answer would be daisies Mm -hmm. because they're yellow flowers. But a wrong answer or not a good answer is you can't say yellow flower. Okay. You know, you you can't use... Just the the, words. Yeah, you can't use the categories as the words. Yeah. Um, So, and what happens as well, um, so they've tried to build a bit of a game around it as well. So when you're going through all the answers, if you want to challenge somebody's answer, you can do so. Um, What they suggest is you should shout nitwit at them. Yeah, makes sense. And then they have to justify the word you know, or their answer. They have to justify their answer, uh, and then majority vote. You know, um, thumbs up, thumbs down, and uh, majority rules. Makes sense. Whether they, their word goes, um, and you can have a. It is a hell of a lot of fun. So we, the first time we played it, uh, we just, you know, uh, I hadn't played it before, so I was kind of reading the rules out to my fiance as we were playing it, and we played the first one, and it was okay and then she immediately wanted to play it afterwards as well. So uh, some of the, the things that we had to do was we had to name something that was fuzzy and useless. Um, so which of your cats was it? <laughs> well, it, <laughs> it, funny enough, that was my answer. Yeah, I um, kind of guessed them. it. Yeah, well, it was one of the cats who's uh, he's not the brightest of the, the lot that we saw. <laughs> And, you know, so it was like a gentle joke between us, and we, and we were laughing about it. Um, we also had to name something that was wide and dead. Okay. Um, and my answer to that was Pavarotti. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's fair enough.
0: Yep. Um, the, the the One of the other categories was you had to name something that was fuzzy and dead. Um, and um, my fiancé said a far And I, I said orville um so you know you can have fun with things like that as well yeah. and i've read somewhere as well that um some of the house rules that people come up with is that you can give bonus points to the funniest answer in each of the the categories um and it is it's just a gentle little game uh a game takes 15 minutes to play if that mm-hmm. um and it plays anywhere between two and eight players um, and you could even you could play more than than eight players, but the I think the the reason that they've capped at eight is because that's as as many people as you could split the components, yeah. you know, the pieces of string and the the words and the spools. But if no, you know, if everyone didn't mind, you know, I don't mind if I place a spool, or I don't mind if I place if I pick a word for the category, mm-hmm. then. You know, you could... The player count's limitless. Yeah, true. Um, The game comes with these cool little answer sheets, um, and they're printed in black, and you get white pencils to write the answers on. Okay, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit weird, but it's quite cool. Um, And then afterwards, uh, it's quite a thick um, answer pad. Uh, I'm not too sure... The score pad or answer pad, whatever you want to call it, it's got a lot of sheets on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure how many, but underneath in the game box as well, should you go through all those answer pads, there is a f- a version of the answer pad that is done in white and black, where you can just make photocopies. Oh, cool! So yeah, they've even thought of that for you as well. Um, Smart. Yeah, a really cool the. You can pick up the game for anywhere between twenty five thirty pounds. Uh, I recommend retail price for it is thirty pounds. I paid that, handed it over, no problems at all. Yeah, it sounds like it's definitely worth the price. Yeah, um, it, you know, I'm uh, looking forward to playing it with more people, and I think it would be, you know, it is it's another fun little opener.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think my girlfriend would love it if only Q- she's yes. been knitting a lot recently. <laughs>
0: well the thing is it's you know it's kind of like the games that are in the Jackbox Party Pack Mm -hmm. a little bit like um yeah it's playing with words and things like that yeah uh yeah it's it feels like a better alternative to Cards Against Humanity
1: yeah that's fair enough you know
0: it's a it's a very casual game that people will end up having a lot of fun with yeah that's kinda of how
1: I feel about fake artists at the moment. Yeah. Like it's super casual because you don't need to learn any rules really beyond to draw a line of some kind. Like add on to this drawing. Yeah. You know, it's the telephone game that everyone has all, you know, played at school at some point, yes. you know. Yeah. It's pass the picture around and add something to it. Um, but with a little bit of rules added to it. Yeah. And that, it sounds like a similar thing where it's like super basic. It's something you've probably played some variation of kind the yeah before with yeah. a bit more rules added to, to make it a bit more yes
0: of a game. yes um, and it is a lot of fun you know revealing everyone's answers uh, one of the other ones uh, another example that we, one of the things we had to come up with was the way that the spools were done in the one game was we had to name something that was green white and strong okay um, and I came up with kitchen roll and uh, my fiance came up with the hulk I was going to say the Hulk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Skin's um, green
1: when he's Bruce Banner, he's white. He's strong. Yes. Uh, Makes sense. Yep,
0: that was it. Um, You know, so it is, it's it's quite cool. So, um, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, And uh, we need to get a game of this as well. Uh, yeah, I think we it, need
1: to have another board game day. We when do. Paul sorts yeah. out his, his current issues because he has some car issues at the moment yeah you guys need to come back up play some board games or i can come through and visit you guys yes
0: yeah um yeah we should make a plan just to play some games anyway um definitely. And yeah just even some of the you know the the more casual ones like this because they're a lot of fun as well and then you know maybe throw one of the bigger ones in into the middle and it'd be cool yeah definitely cool but yeah, other than that i don't think i played anything else um nothing worth mentioning we spoke about tricky towers Uh, oh I bought um, Alien Nation you played like the first
1: mission of it yeah we played
0: the first mission of it Uh, it's been one that we've been saying you know that would play co-op online and things like that so that was the main like I've
1: owned it for a while
0: yeah so that was the main reason for buying it Um, so that would be quite cool I can't really speak much about it um, because we just played the first mission looks very pretty I like the look of it, so um, play more of that. Yeah, I think that's it. Cool. Um, yeah. have we got much news to talk um,
1: about? Um, I've got a couple of things. Not much major. Uh, the, 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 well, the biggest ones. Good old games updated today, or GOG. I guess they're not actually technically called Good Old Games anymore. Uh, yeah. GOG updated. They added three games to their collection. That I'm super excited for, although they're a bit expensive for what they are. Right. They added Aladdin, The Lion King, and The Jungle Book, the Sega Mega Drive versions of them. Oh, okay. Which are all really good games, especially Aladdin. That Aladdin game is fantastic. Uh, Lion King's pretty good, although it kind of went in the direction of being way too difficult. And I don't know if I played The Jungle Book actually. Um, Aladdin and The Lion King, fantastic.
0: Right, so I, I suppose um, you could say those games are kind of bare necessities if you had a a Mega Drive. Well, that's that news over. Um <laughs> job, um, you can ruin everything. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, what I was like, going to yeah. say, what, or what I was going to ask, what are the the prices of them are? They they quite pricey, or?
1: Uh, they're quite pricey. They're six pounds twenty nine each. Oh, which is quite yeah. Pricey. Uh, or fourteen pounds seven pence for all three of them. Um, that's not that's. That's not actually not, yeah. The bundle deal is actually pretty decent. It's the the individual one that's bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good games. Really, I just want them to bring out a port of um the Hercules game for PlayStation One and PC because that's the Disney game that I grew up <laughs> playing a shit ton of. Right. The Hercules games great uh, I don't have much other news actually Um, the Playstation Vita has been fully hacked yes I've seen this Um, so you can hack your Vita install a bunch of emulators play Super Nintendo games or uh-huh. Nintendo games or whatever else you want to play on it I've not done it yet I might do it because I like emulating things playing some Super Nintendo games on my Vita sounds good. Especially because my 3DS apparently isn't good enough for it. hmm
0: Because only, uh... only
1: the new 3DS supports Super Nintendo stuff.
0: Right, okay. It's just dumb.
1: Um. Now, the other news that I've got here is a Little King Story HD remaster is coming to PC. Actually, it should be by the time this podcast is so. out. Um, so Little King Story which was a Wii game originally then ported to the Vita is now coming to the PC on Steam and the bet I'm most excited about in this is it's a port of the Wii version, not the Vita version which had some differences um, the Vita changed a lot of the art to be more anime styled and like a couple of other little things the Wii version was a lot kind of brighter and more whimsical and stuff and it's yeah. um, I really like Little King's Story. Mm-hmm. So, I may end up picking this up, because it's a fantastic game. Cool. And that's all the news I have. There's probably more news in general, but those are the
0: ones that stood out to me. Cool. Um excellent uh, having a look at new releases there is only one thing mentioning and you will probably have had a wee shot of it by the time you listen to this podcast and that is no man's sky comes out august 10th Let's
1: Try to think when this podcast will go up I guess it depends when Paul edits it yes they have been getting uh, there <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah so there's not real uh, on the list I'm looking at at the moment, there's nothing else within that week. Yeah. So, um, yep. Yeah, the, the week after that, the the new Formula One game comes out, but that's it. I want
1: that. I want the Formula One game. <laughs> I mean, I want No Man's Sky as well. No Man's Sky is the one I've got pre-ordered. But yeah. I want, that, I want that Formula One game. I want to race speedy race
0: cars. <laughs> so I uh, yeah, really looking forward to No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh are you picking it up on PC or PlayStation?
1: Uh PlayStation. Uh
0: yeah. yeah, I think think I'll do the same as well.
1: Yeah, I my PC's probably not capable of running it very well.
0: Yeah. Uh I think my PC could probably handle it, but uh I just I think um well, I can easily play it on the the new the new sparkling television. That's true. That's true. That would be good. Uh, Other than that, I don't think there's anything else. Is there anything we've forgotten? I don't
1: think so. If if there is, I've already forgotten again.
0: (laughs) Cool. Um, So if you want to send us any comments or emails or anything like that, you can do so by sending an email to podcast at glitchfreegaming.com you can find us on Facebook search for glitchy gaming. And uh, we have a cool little page, we always post uh, new reviews and things and that's happening on the site um, I'm not too sure if we've been letting the, the book, the group know when we put a podcast out, I'm not 100% sure about that uh, And so. uh, Twitter you can follow us at game. Uh, and again we update that quite often as well with uh, things that have been happening on the site, stuff like that, special mentions and things um, mm-hmm. uh, our editor in chief is a bit of a, a twitter fiend he is. He's he's quite fond of twitter he yeah, likes the tweet yes, yep, he loves the tweet um, and with <laughs> with that bad joke uh, anything else to mention no? Nah,
1: nah. Final Fantasy I Mobile mean, seems pretty good.
0: Yeah, I need to play more board games.
1: Um. Yeah. Same.
0: I've been. I mean, thinking recently,
1: I'd be like, I really want to play some more of the slightly more in-depth stuff I have, which I don't have like super, the most in-depth thing I have is Star Wars. That's like way heavier than anything else I own. But uh-huh. I don't. I don't get much of a chance to bring even. Like most of the four player ones basically that's four player I don't really get to the table very often because it's not very often I have only four people over um, <laughs> yeah, I have too many right. friends, Mike,
0: right well we'll need to what we'll need to do then is get like eight people over, and you can split into two groups <laughs> eight, of four I'm just <laughs> too popular, God damn it uh, well on that um nugget of truth uh, we will leave it there and we will from me the um, old grumpy guy and the world's most popular gamer Kieran we'll <laughs> see cool. you next week
1: see ya